mention that if for any reason you are in need of something, uh, whether it be paper products or whether it be food, please uh, just let us know and we will do everything in our power to drop it off at your door. Uh, we want to take care of our brothers and sisters during this time and uh, do everything we can uh, to help uh, make you feel the love of, of God through the church. In Jesus' wonderful name. John chapter 1 and verse number 45. Now when I preach, and I, I expect to hear amens all the way from your homes. Yeah. You should wake up your neighbors and they ought to see that something's going crazy. If you live in an apartment complex, uh, make the neighbors hit your hit your floor or their ceiling with a broom and tell you to quiet down because you're worshiping God. I don't know. We'll just, we'll do something in Jesus' name. John chapter 1 and verse 45. The Bible says, Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth. Philip saith unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in, in whom is no guile. Jesus, the son of Joseph, Jesus of Nazareth, Nathaniel asked the question, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? And I want to preach about that question for a few moments. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Amen. I hope you have your Bibles and I hope you set them down right now. and Lift up your hands and let's pray that God would touch us here today. Lord, we give you great praise and glory and honor, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. You are worthy of praise. You are worthy of glory and honor, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're asking, God, that you would take this word, that it would bless every heart, that it would bless every home. I pray that somebody, that while this message is being preached, maybe they've not stepped foot in a church in a long time. Amen. And this is the first chance that they've had, amen, to hear about Jesus. I'm praying that they would be filled with the Holy Ghost, that they would repent of their sins right where they are watching this, Jesus. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands one more time. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated, or if you're at home, you can stand and do whatever you want. Walk around. Amen. Just as long as you're paying attention. Hallelujah. Can anything good come out of Nazareth. Nazareth is a little tiny obscure town in the greater part of Galilee. The Old Testament never mentioned Nazareth. I think that's quite interesting. If you were to think of all of the genealogies, historical accounts, and what seems at least to us today as an unusual attention to land, to geography, and to different places. There's so many proper names and not one single mention of this rustic settlement that's tucked away in a region that's already known for its obscurity. Nazareth was an uncelebrated, forgotten town off the beaten path in Galilee. 
And yet Jesus came from Nazareth. Jesus really came from four areas. First, I want to talk about for all that have questions. Jesus came from heaven. Amen. Jesus, we believe and we understand and we know. Amen. That, that as the Bible would say that he is Emmanuel, which is interpreted God with us. That Jesus, amen, the Bible would say that God was manifested in the flesh. Jesus is not a second part of some fictitious trinity, but he is all God and all man right here on earth to become our perfect sacrifice. Amen. There's some that would teach and believe that Jesus was just another man, that Jesus was just another prophet. But I want to tell you that Jesus Christ, he came all the way from heaven to earth. He inhabited, amen, the, 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 the virgin territory womb of Mary. And God became a man so that we as men that have lost and become sinful, when we could not be like God, God became like us so that through his blood and his mercy, we might be like God. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise if you know and believe and have witness that he's come from heaven Jesus has come from heaven but then we read in the Christmas story that Jesus was born in a little town of Bethlehem that Jesus was born in a manger it was even prophesied that Bethlehem being the littlest of all of the cities that a ruler would come forth from Bethlehem there were those that the, the wise men that came that looked for Jesus and they asked where that star appeared and where the Messiah was to be born. And they said it would be in a place called Bethlehem. And when they came, they found Jesus in this manger. And sure enough, just as it was prophesied, they'd all been watching for a Messiah to come from heaven. They'd all been watching for a Messiah to come from Bethlehem. And sure enough, Jesus came from Bethlehem. But then... The Bible says that Herod rose up to kill all of the children. And the Bible says that, that Joseph, being warned of God in a dream, was told to depart and to go into Egypt until Herod's death. And he abided by the word of God. And Jesus was in Egypt. For the Bible would prophesy that, that out of Egypt have I called my son. Those that had studied scripture had been long awaiting Amen, a Messiah that would be a sign from heaven. They've been long awaiting a Messiah to be born in Bethlehem. And they've been waiting for a Messiah, just like Moses, to come up out of Egypt and to lead them away from all of the Roman captivity and all of the bondage that they've been facing for years. They had been looking for Jesus to come from all of those areas. But then the Bible says that Jesus came from Nazareth. And it was, it was prophesied that Jesus would come from an unknown area, a forgotten area. Jesus would later be known as somebody that came from Nazareth. He was not known as Jesus of Bethlehem. He was not known as Jesus of heaven. He was not known as Jesus of Egypt. But Matthew 20 and 2 and 23 says, And he came and dwelt in the city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of by the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. This little unknown area, it makes a whole lot more sense that when Nathaniel asked Philip about Jesus, he expressed the common Jewish sentiment of the first century. 
can anything good come out of Nazareth. The people from Nazareth were not held in high esteem, but this is just how God wanted it. For my Bible would say that Jesus, he made himself of no reputation. My Bible would tell me in Isaiah 53 that he was stricken and smitten of God afflicted, and we esteemed him not. It was prophesied that Jesus would come from a place without much reputation, without much esteem. In fact, he might even come from a place uh, that no one would anticipate, that no one would expect. Uh, they were considered in Nazareth to be people that were backward. Uh, some might even say in our generation they were a trashy people. In fact, Galilee as a whole did not have a positive reputation. When the Pharisee Nicodemus, uh, the one that came to Jesus by night, uh, was defending Jesus in front of his fellow Pharisees, uh, they replied and said, Are you also from Galilee? Search and see that no prophet arises uh, from Galilee. As far as the religious were concerned, uh, there was nothing good that could come out of Galilee, let alone a little town in Galilee called Nazareth. This is, in fact, uh, one of the main things that shocked uh, the religious devout Jews uh, in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 and 7 says they were all amazed uh, and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak uh, Galileans. What they were really saying is uh, we are shocked uh, that there would be a move of God among Galileans, uh, among Nazarenes, uh, among people that are associated with Galilee and Nazareth. Uh, they were shocked that God would move among those kind of people. But can I preach for just a moment that God will move in the most obscure places. God will move amongst people that nobody thought uh, God could move on. Uh, God will move on drug addicts. Uh, God will move on on prostitutes. Got to move on alcoholics. Got to move on people that live alternative lifestyles. Got to move on anybody and everybody because he's God above it all. Would you lift up your hands and magnify Jesus right where you are in Jesus name. Hallelujah. This place called Nazareth, this place called Galilee was not a positive place. During the biblical account of his earthly life, Jesus never self-identified as Jesus of Nazareth. Only rarely did his followers call him that. Typically, it was crowds that were unfamiliar with him or even those that were in opposition to him, his foes. Religious leaders called him Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. Demons called him Jesus of Nazareth. False witnesses called him Jesus of Nazareth. The soldiers that came to arrest him with the traitor by the name of Judas Iscariot called him Jesus of Nazareth. Many despised him for his hometown. Even his fellow Nazarenes soon rejected him. They drove him out of town and they even threatened to throw him off of a cliff. Wherever we find the name of Jesus on the lips of enemies and adversaries, they often give it a derogatory spin, and you can expect that they are going to call him Jesus of Nazareth. In fact, Nazareth was described so negatively even by the gospel writers. In Mark 6 and 5, they argue that Nazareth did not believe in Jesus, and therefore he could do no mighty work there. 
in Luke 4 and 29, the Nazarenes were portrayed as attempting to kill Jesus by throwing him off a cliff after he preached. And what message did he preach? Luke chapter 4 and 16, the Bible would say, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue and stood up on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he'd opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he would say that this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ear. And it was from that moment, from that declaration, that the Nazarenes, those that were also from Nazareth, they rose up to take Jesus and to kill him, to throw him off of a cliff. Amen. I'll tell you why. They didn't have any problems with prophecies being in Jerusalem. They didn't have problems with prophecies and promises coming to pass in Bethlehem, in Egypt, and even coming down from heaven. But Jesus declared his earthly ministry and the purpose of his ministry right there in a little town by the name of Nazareth where no good thing apparently could come from. It was there in Nazareth that Jesus said this day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. Can I preach to somebody that it was in this little place called Nazareth that Jesus had prophecy thousands of years of promise and prophecy. He declared himself for the first time to be the Messiah they were looking for and it didn't happen in Jerusalem. It didn't happen in Bethlehem. It didn't happen in Damascus. It didn't happen amongst the Samaritans. It didn't happen amongst the Gentiles but it happened in a little town by the name of Nazareth where everybody's sentiment was nothing good ever comes from Nazareth. Can I preach to everybody that you might be thinking what good can come from my life? Preacher you don't know where I come from. You don't know how bad my life has been. You don't know how bad my bloodline is. You don't know how bad my family is. My heritage my entire existence has been a wreck. It's been drug to drug, alcohol to alcohol, one night stand to one night stand. Nothing good can come. Can I preach to you that today something good is going to come out of Nazareth? That today something good is going to come out of your life? That today God's going to get glory? Would you love him all across this house and in your house? Come on, I came to preach to somebody that's asking questions. Can anything good come out of where I am right now? Can anything good come out of our circumstance as a nation and as a world? I've come to help somebody. Something good is about to happen. Something good is on its way. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands and love him. All of this would make more sense. Nobody, not even the Nazarenes, had enough faith to believe that anything good could come from Nazareth. They were a browbeaten people. 
They were beaten down to believe that nothing good could ever happen. There are people that are, are maybe even in this building, there's some that are listening to this, that are watching this, that you were told your whole life that you are stupid, that you can never accomplish anything, that you can't get a degree, that you can't get a good job, that you can't move forward in life, you can't buy a home because your family's always been broke. I came to preach against that. Amen. You've been browbeaten, beat down, and nothing good can come out of Nazareth. But I'm about to preach all the good things that came out of Nazareth. I'm about to show you all the great things that came out of Nazareth. There's some that would say, well, how can anything good come out of my bad mistakes, my past, my failures? You don't know all the dumb things I've done in my life. Thank God. I don't know all the dumb things you've done, and you don't know all the dumb things I've done. But there's others that would ask, well, how, how can anything good come out of my family? Anything good come out of my city? Anything good come out of my current circumstances, my past? How could anything good come out of my life? And Philip looked right back at Nathaniel and said, come and see. Amen. Come and see. Some people would say, well, I don't know about this Jesus thing. I don't know if, if church is really for me. I don't really know if God would love me and God would forgive me and God would have a plan for me. Amen. There's only one way to find out, to taste and see that the Lord, he is good. There's only one way to find out whether something good can come out of your mess, whether something good can come out of your life, where something good can come out of Nazareth. you got to get up from where you are. you got to lift up your hands and begin to pray and say, God, only Jesus you know there's only one way to find out you got to come and see you got to get out of your pity party you got to remove yourself from all of the people that are pulling you down and say I got to walk I got to find Jesus I got to come and see it is there that Nazareth was a negative place there was nothing good apparently that could come out of Nazareth but I want to for a few moments preach about some good things that came out of Nazareth the Bible would say in Mark 10 and 47 that when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth Bartimaeus began to cry out and I want you to notice what he cried out Jesus thou son of David have mercy on me in other words this blind man that could not see had a revelation that those with eyes could not see Amen. He looked and everybody said it's Jesus of Nazareth. It was a negative thing. But everything that though Bartimaeus was blind and he could not see, he had ears that worked just fine. And everything he'd heard up until this point about Jesus of Nazareth and what things had come out of Nazareth. He had heard that Jesus had opened blinded eyes before. He had heard that Jesus had unlocked deaf ears. He had heard that Jesus was able to raise the dead and touch lepers and cleanse them. Who was it? It was Jesus, not a Bethlehem. That Jesus, amen, known for his divinity on earth. It was Jesus of Nazareth. And when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was coming, he turned that negative slur into a praise. As he looked back on the Bible, amen, Nazareth means branch. And Isaiah 11 and 1 said that there shall come a rod out of the stem of Jesse. A branch shall grow out of his roots. There was something about 
about Bartimaeus. I don't know if he was a theologian, but he recognized this could be the, the branch, the Nazareth I've been looking for. Out of the root of Jesse, what did Jesse produce? He produced a David. And there it was Bartimaeus that said, you're not just Jesus of Nazareth. You're the root. You're the branch. You're the Savior. You're what I've been looking for. You are Jesus, the son of David. And there that Jesus of Nazareth, his name became synonymous with miracles. His name became synonymous with miracles. Acts 24 and 5 says this. We have found this man a pestilent fellow, a mover of sedition among all the Jews throughout the world and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. The church originally became famous and were called Nazarenes. Don't get it twisted with the 21st century church of the Nazarenes. They ain't the same as the first century church. If you're hearing it in your Nazarene, uh, God will help you. Get baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, repent of your sins, believe there's one God, not a trinity, and you'll be all right in Jesus' name. But hallelujah. And so the church became known as the Nazarenes. They were trying to use it as a negative slur. They were trying to use it as amen to say that just like they would of Peter and John, that they were unlearned and ignorant men, men of Galilee, men that's associated with Jesus of Nazareth. But it was these very men that in Acts chapter 3 and 6 would find a lame man at the gate beautiful and then Peter said silver and gold have I none but such as I have give I thee and what used to be a slur he said in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk amen Nazareth became synonymous with miracles Nazareth became synonymous with the church Nazareth became synonymous with healing and with signs and with wonders and now what once was a derogatory term what once was cursed that nothing good could come out of Nazareth there was a lame man that was leaping and praising God with all of the people in the temple saying Jesus of Nazareth has healed me. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and magnify him. Come on, Jesus of Nazareth can enter your home. Jesus of Nazareth can fill your life. He can fill you with the Holy Ghost. He can fill you with his spirit in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus of Nazareth became synonymous with a lot of things. The good that came of Nazareth. Apparently there was no good. But Acts 22 and 8 Paul is recounting his, his conversion. And he says, and I answered, Who art thou, Lord? Paul understood at the time he was Saul of Tarsus that he was having an encounter, a divine encounter. And it shows that even the most religious people that go to church, do all sorts of religious things, persecute the church of the living God. They might come from other religions. They might come from other backgrounds. There's a revival coming to Apostolic Revival Center of every race, every color, every, come on, every previous religion. There's going to be Mormons that are going to pray through the Holy Ghost and renounce that false religion. There's going to be Buddhists, we've already had it happen, that are going to renounce their idols. There's going to be Muslims that are going to renounce Allah and they're going to trust in Jesus as the only saving one. There's people that are going to, that are going to get rid of their atheistic views when they come in contact with this Jesus of Nazareth. It is here that 
Paul recognizes he's having an encounter, but even he's got questions. Who art thou, Lord? And Jesus could have responded, I am Alpha. I am Omega. I am the beginning. I am the end. I am the first and I am the last. I am everything. I'm the bread. I'm the water. I'm the wine. I'm everything. He could have said that I am the judge and I am the advocate. He could have come with all sorts of lists. I'm Jehovah Jireh, your provider. I'm Jehovah Nisi. I reign in victory. He could have come with all of his great and grand titles. But when Paul, who was Saul of Tarsus, a murderer, a divider of the church, who had personally Persecuted the church of God. God, in almighty God named Jesus Christ, recognize this man doesn't need to hear about my great titles and my grand titles. He needs something he can relate to. He needs something that he can have for a piece of hope to hold on to. And he said, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. Amen. Saul, you've made mistakes. Saul, you've done wrong. But can I tell you what Nazareth became synonymous with it became synonymous with hope it became synonymous with salvation when somebody that was a rotten sinner like Saul heard Jesus of Nazareth it made him think there's chance for me something good can still come out of my life would you lift up your hands where you are come on in this building let's lift up our hands and let's pray there's people asking can anything good come out of my Nazareth. Can anything good come out of my present circumstance? Can anything good come out of what I feel? Can anything good come out of what I'm facing? I came to preach salvation can come out of what you're facing. Miracles can come out of what you're facing. Amen. The church can come forth from what you're facing. Amen. There's a lot of good things that can become out of what you are facing. And finally, let me tell you what else. And probably the most predominant thing that Jesus of Nazareth has become famous for. John 19 and 19. We're going to be preaching about this next week for Easter. We're going to be talking about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. And they had it written in every language imaginable. And the rulers of the Jews came and said, Pilate, you've got to take that down. It wasn't that they called Jesus the king of the Jews. That wasn't their biggest problem. It was the fact that they said it was Jesus of Nazareth. This terrible place that they had been talking about negatively for generations and generations. It's now being immortalized over the cross of Jesus Christ that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is the king of the Jews. Jesus of Nazareth became synonymous with kingship, with lordship. Some people ask, well, Preacher, you don't know all the problems in my world. You don't know the Nazareth I come from. I'll tell you what comes out of this if you'll come and see. Jesus Christ will become the king over your life. His cross will become the king over your life. His sacrifice on Calvary, his righteousness will become the king and the Lord over your righteousness or your self-righteousness or your perceived righteousness. When you get Jesus Christ of Nazareth operating in your life, it doesn't matter how negative of a situation you have come from or you are currently going through. When you get Jesus of Nazareth, can I preach some good things still come out of Nazareth? 
with. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands and let's love him. I'm almost done preaching. Hallelujah. Right where you are, there's people right now in their homes feeling the Holy Ghost. I want you to yield to the Holy Ghost. There's people that are having a prayer meeting right now as I'm preaching. I want you to yield to the power of God. Amen. You're asking, can anything good come out of this? Can anything good come out of my family? Can anything good come out of my life? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Salvation can come out of your Nazareth. Healing and miracles can come out of your Nazareth. The church can come out of your Nazareth. Salvation and and deliverance from things can come out of your Nazareth and Jesus Christ reigning over your life can come through your Nazareth Nathaniel wondered whether or not anything good could come out of Nazareth but when Jesus saw him he looked at Nathaniel and said behold an Israelite in whom there is no guile Nathaniel did not believe anything good could come out of Nazareth or this Jesus of Nazareth. But when Jesus of Nazareth looked at Nathaniel, he saw nothing but good in Nathaniel. Can I tell you, for those that think God is sitting up in heaven with a lightning bolt looking to judge the whole world and send everybody to hell, my Bible says that Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. Jesus did not come to hurt. Jesus came to save. Jesus came to heal those that were sick. He came to set at liberty them that are bruised. Jesus said, Nathaniel, I didn't come to hurt you. I came to see the good that I could pull out of you. I'm sure that Nathaniel had issues. I'm sure that Nathaniel had problems but when Jesus of Nazareth looked at Nathaniel he said I don't see any guile there I see good there I see potential there and there's people that are wondering God what can you make of my life you got to see yourself through God's lens he says behold an Israelite in whom there is no guile there is good that can come out of drug addicts life there is good that can come amen from people that have prostituted themselves there is good from people that can come amen that have been addicted to gambling and drugs and one night stands can I preach the apostolic church is full of people that used to be drug addicts that used to be alcoholics that used to be all messed up one relationship to another the apostolic church was not built on people that had everything together but we were just lost people that when we saw Jesus of Nazareth he saw the good in us and said there is still good that can come from your life oh let's love him let's love him in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus musicians if you could come amen right where you are why don't you stand and lift up your hands I'm almost done right here would you stand and lift up your hands hallelujah 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 come on in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus hallelujah hallelujah he saw Jesus of Nazareth. In his mind, nothing good could come from Nazareth. But he had enough sense to come and see. He had enough sense to try Jesus. And there's people that are probably going to watch this. Maybe your friend shared it with you. Maybe it was a sibling. Maybe you just stumbled across it and you're thinking, nothing good. Nothing good could come from my life. I want to encourage you to come and see. I want to encourage you to try Jesus. Amen. He said, can anything good come from Nazareth? What Nathaniel didn't realize is that God came from Nazareth. 
Amen. Jesus saw something good in Nathaniel. And he said, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree. I saw you and I saw good in you before you ever saw me. And I thank God for the fact that when I was depressed and suicidal, when I was as far from God as I could get, didn't believe in God at all, that while I was still hiding like Adam and Eve covered in fig leaves, I've been trying to cover and hide myself, that while I was in that position, God said, before you ever saw me, I saw the good that could come out of you. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Let me help somebody as we are closing here. For those that would say, man, my past is a mistake. My, my, my whole life has been a mess. My, my family, you name it. You go down the list. Whatever you want to put in that Nazareth category. Or maybe you're in a position right now where you're looking around our present world and saying, this is a mess. What are we going to do about the economy? What are we going to do? You've got to learn to go through any present trial with joy. Because you've got an understanding that what it will produce is something known as your purpose. You've got to come and see. Too many people quit. Too many people give in. Too many people give up right where they are because they think that what they see in that present moment, what they perceive, just Nazareth, is all that it's going to be. But that's not the case with God. They saw Jesus as a man. Even Nathaniel saw Jesus as a man, but a lowly man from Nazareth. But he was God. They saw Jesus dying on a cross, and they thought it was over. But they didn't know that it was through his death that they would get life. They just had to come and see. They saw Jesus ascend to heaven. I'm sure that that felt like a Nazareth moment. What now is going to happen with our life? And they thought the party was over. But they didn't realize that a Pentecost was coming. You may not see how your Nazareth your present, what you're facing, what you've been facing all your life. You may not see how it can produce anything, but I want to encourage you to hold on. I want to encourage you to come and see, amen, what good things can come out of Nazareth. I want to encourage you in this season when you don't know what's going to happen, when you are afraid and you are fearful, amen, I want to encourage you. There is good coming out of this Nazareth. There is revival coming out of this Nazareth. There are, there are miracles, signs, and wonders coming out of this right where you are I want to open up your home as an altar call I'm done preaching I want you to begin to pray right where you are amen turn your house into an altar and begin to pray maybe you have been discouraged about your past and about your life but there is good coming out of your Nazareth when you encounter Jesus of Nazareth there are miracles signs wonders salvation Jesus will sit over the throne of your life in Jesus' name, would you lift up your hands? Let's worship Him as we begin to have this altar call. In Jesus' name. Right where you are, lift up your voice. Come on, something good's coming out of you. Preacher, you don't know my mistakes. Doesn't matter. Jesus sees good in you. But preacher, you don't know my past. It's okay. Jesus sees good in you. You don't know I've been hiding under this fig tree for so long. Don't worry. Jesus sees good in you. There are good things coming out of your life. 
Still in your 